and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for us to review Week 17 in the NFL as 2024 is now here. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and I'm this week. I'm joined by a returning guest. Back with us today is Thetis fan and the franchise tags, Freddie Hall. Freddie, first of all, how are you? How was your Christmas and New Year? Very good, thank you, Andy. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, good Christmas and New Year. Pretty busy. Went back to Leicester, uh, that's where I'm from. Uh, yeah, a bit more tired now than I was before Christmas. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun actually. I had a really good time. And did you get any sort of any Steelers themed Christmas presents this year? Oh, I got a few. Yeah, I got a, a very nice woolly hat, a, a sort of vintage cap, a vintage jacket. Uh, I also got a terrible towel and a bottle cover like a Steelers like jersey bottle cover for your beer so that was pretty cool so yeah plenty of NFL gifts my family know me very well so there you go got plenty of good stuff do you get any good Miami stuff no actually no for the first time in a few years now I didn't get anything Dolphins related for Christmas which um it's, it's my birthday in what's that now five days time so maybe birthday time I'll get something but Christmas time no not even Liverpool either I had a very unsport unsport based Christmas which is you know Fine, but I am, you know, I'm always, I'm always in favour of having, you know, more gear. But I, I will say, I don't think anyone can be. I, I remember seeing you at the London Games. You wore an amazing vintage Steelers jacket. I, I can't imagine yeah. anything beats what you had because that. I wish I the something of that from Miami. To be honest, something of that sort of similar kind of thing. It was a really nice jacket you got. So I don't know whether the one, the new one you've got, is anything similar to that. Oh, it's a, it's a bit thin. The, the one I've got now is white. Uh, where that one's all black. To be fair, I've got I've got about four, five vintage e style Steelers jackets or coats, and they're all really they're really really nice. All of them, I'm very happy with all of them. But the one the new one I've got is a bit more of a white cleaner, a bit more smarter one, a bit more a bit thinner as well. I have to admit the one that that, that one that you're talking about is really nice, but it, it doesn't have to take up some room. It's a really really big puffy <laughs> one. It makes me look makes me look about four sizes sizes bigger than I actually am, which is a uh, I, know, I suppose, I suppose it's a good thing. I suppose I could get, I could do gain some weight. So, <laughs> yeah, me, me too. <laughs> um, so of course we're here to talk about we all things week seventeen with what we now got only one week left of the season. Um, quick score with me Thursday nights all the Browns make the playoffs for just the third time in this century as they beat the Jets thirty-seven to twenty on Thursday night football, and then sort of I think the one who had the biggest talking points came on Saturday night, which technically was down as Monday night football, but it was on Saturday night. As the Cowboys and Lions played, obviously a big game, both fighting out for the number two seed. The Cowboys won by 20 points to 19, but that's not really the end of the story. The Lions thought they'd, they got a touchdown to make it 2019, and they went for the two points, which in hindsight now you'd think maybe they shouldn't have gone for, but they went for a two-point conversion. They scored with their linemen, but they got brought back for um, an eligible receiver. Now, this has caused a lot of people to um, complain about the refereeing because... There seem to be a lot of issues with the actual referee and sort of he, I think he, from my understanding from watching, he thought it was a different mm. player and it's all bit, all very, very um, weird uh, behaviour. But what was your take on, um, I know our group chat went a bit off on the Sunday mm. morning we've got and um, yeah, I, I, want to, I want to get your take on that sort of incident. Well, firstly, the hindsight thing is everyone goes now, oh, they should just kick field goal and then they've gone to overtime. But I love the aggression. I love the aggression. That's how Dan Campbell has laid his stamp. He 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 laid his uh he laid his stall out in the market when he first got there and said that he was going to be aggressive with this team and he was going to you know push the ball and move the needle and that's exactly what he's done with with the Lions and they've been a real pleasure to watch this year and so have the Cowboys. 
Um, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it was a wrong move to make. I think this is a high stakes time of the year in the NFL, and it takes sometimes plays like this for it pushes you over the edge. This the, a win for them would have taken them to the number one seed in the NFC. Do they keep that in in week eighteen? I don't know. We'd we'd have to see and see how the rest of the results played out, and it would have maybe halted the Cowboys' progress of winning potentially the NFC East. Um, from what I can tell, it's just it's just a refereeing blunder. It is a complete lack of communication by the refereeing. Uh, Danko made very clear that they they had talked about this sort of play, that this is the, how they would signal it. They they purposefully sent more linemen to the referee to report an eligible than needed to be because they wanted to call confusion with the Dallas Cowboys, and it worked. Unfortunately, though, it caused confusion with the with the main referee. Um, so it's a complete blunder, and it's it's one of a, a many blunders this year that the, the refs have done, and uh, it's been a hot topic this year. But well, referee in sport in general, but referee in the NFL has been a bit subpar, and and this just highlights it, especially in such a high stakes game like this, because the Lions are, are really trying to go for it all, and I, I really hope that they have a a good run in the playoffs as well. So it, it's a shame for the Lions. I don't, I, I wouldn't take it back going for it though. I, I'm, I'm more than happy, but. They, they were aggressive against the Dallas Cowboys, who, who had a fantastic game themselves, especially C.D. Lamb, obviously, having a, a bit of a career day. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just poor officiating, and uh, it's one that they can't take back. No, certainly not. I mean, for the Lions, either way, I think you told a lot of fans start the year, you go into Week 18 as the NFC North champions and the third seed locked up. I think every fan would have said yes to that. So, I think... Either way, they got their first ever home game of Ford Field. It's you know it's it's a great year to be a Lions fan, and you know I think there's um, the potential they could end that what, what is currently the longest streak without a playoff win. I think it's thirty years, um, and yeah, I think for them, you know, at the moment they could be playing the Rams in the wild card round, which would be an amazing dynamic if you look at the whole the got the Goff Stafford trade, and you know that would be mm-hmm. I think both teams have won from that trade and for different reasons, and I think. That'll be a really interesting dynamic on the playoffs. I think that if we do that, then they'll probably probably play most likely either the Cowboys again away, or if it could be the Niners. It depends how how it goes with the Eagles, who are currently the fifth seed. So I think yeah, Lions fan, exciting times. And I think here's a question for you, Freddie. Actually, um, if the Dolphins and Lions were both to win a playoff game this year. They got the current two longest streaks without a playoff win. Can you guess for me which team would be third? Team would be third, longest streak without a playoff win. Hmm. So the, the Browns won one the other year. So it'd be the Lions. Let me just have a quick flick through here. Hmm. So just a contact. Is, it the, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it the? Uh, uh, oh, is it the Commanders? It is, and they're actually four. So, just for context, Ooh. the Lions' current streak is 32, the Dolphins yeah. is 23, uh, and then the Panthers are would be the second most if both teams were to win. They've got currently an 18 year streak without a playoff win. If it helps you, this team is not going to be in the playoffs this year as well. So, they'll they will be guaranteed to be that number one spot if both Lions and Dolphins won. And so, for any help, it's been 21 years for this team. 21, 21 years t- for this team, they won't be getting to the playoffs this year. Uh, so well, longest streak without a playoff win. So they've made the playoffs um, two seasons ago. I want to say maybe three, and then but they haven't actually won a playoff game uh, for the third mm. longest time with 21, 21 years. Houston Texans. No, so they are well. They they are only four years without a playoff win. Um, Twenty one. And amazingly, in a bit more of a creep as well. This team's last win came in a championship game. 
So the last time they they won a game oh. was to make a Super Bowl. The last time they won a game was in the Super Bowl. Was was to make a Super Bowl. So they lost this. Was Super to make Bowl. a Super Bowl. Yeah. Is it the Jets? No, so they are no, the... no, because Jets had Mark Sanchez and they did it in the yeah. So their last win came in 2010 AC Divisional. Um, same conference, same conference as well. So they same conference was... as the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so is it the is so? Well, no, because the Bills have been to the playoff. Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. Hmm. I am stumped. I'll be honest. I'm stumped. So the longest streak, well, at the moment, the third longest streak without a playoff win is the Las Vegas Raiders. Their last win oh, came in the 2002 AFC Championship game, which, of course, for those Buccaneers fans, will know that they ended up losing to them uh, the next day in what ended up being the John Gruden Bowl. Oh, yeah, indeed, against Tampa. Yeah, that, to be honest, I was going to get Colts next, but I knew that was wrong at the same time. Then Ra- I, I would have got to Raiders. Well, I, I think, you know, it could be a few more years before they actually win a playoff game, which hmm. will not please my brother, uh, let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. Now, our next team we want to focus on is another game that I was really dreading talking about, uh, was the first lot mm-hmm. of on Sunday, as the Ravens completely annihilated the Dolphins, uh, despite mm-hmm. the Dolphins taking a 7-0 lead at the start of the game, by 56 points to 19. And really, I think the result has almost become... The, the least talking about because since then two went down with a shoulder injury although that seems to be okay but the big one uh, especially at a time where there was three minutes left of the game fourth quarter the game was done but Bradley Chubb suffered a seasoning end injury I believe it was his knee mm-hmm. um, which I think was Jaden Phillips also out is, is a massive blow it's a massive blow and I think that I think one thing I think there's definitely two folds to this game I think on the one side I think the Ravens it shows just how good they are the fact that they've once again, be, I mean, everyone talk about the Dolphins not being a good team. The Ravens keep beating good teams. They once again have to beat the Niners last week. They've beaten us very, very convincingly. Um, and but on the other side, I think it's another game where we've once again been um, exposed. Uh, and I think beat the Cowboys, yes, but it was helped by a massive 15-yard flag. And I think that we could have easily lost that game as well. Um, so yeah, for me, it doesn't really help my uh, pessimism, let's say, about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I do worry again with all the injuries, and I, I do worry about a, a first round knockout, especially if we end up losing to the Bills and end up going further as a road team. I do worry a lot about a thing. It just dreams to me. I don't know why McDaniel, Lee Reynolds alluded to it on the Sky coverage that even at half time, take them off. And I think even third quarter, midway through, you're down by 30 points, whatever it was, 20 points. Just take them off. You're not going to win the game. The Ravens were home, showing no signs of slowing down. We were showing no signs of getting back into that game, and we that that move that that move could ultimately, you know, Bradley Chubb was playing like that, especially since Phillips went out injured. Actually, he's playing his best football, I think, personally, in the last three four weeks since he became a Dolphin. And to not take our starters out in that game and to, uh, you know, he said he's fine, but is he fine? We don't know. We know. Uh, so overall, a real damaging day for the Dolphins, but equally the Ravens. I think Damar Jackson. And the Ravens look to be uh, the best team in the league right now. They certainly did beat the brakes off you. And uh, and Lamar, at this point, he is the MVP of the league. Like yeah. he, he has to be. I mean, what I think is different about Lamar this season that you can go comfortably, he's the MVP, is he's winning it with his arm. And that's not what anyone ever thought about Lamar Jackson when he came into this league, is that he'd be a throwing quarterback rather than a running quarterback. Yes, he still does a lot on his feet, is very mobile and does make up the hard yards from. But he had 321 uh, yards for five touchdowns, 18 for 21 completions. 
he's he's just been superb. He's been a real pleasure to watch, and it's been such a pleasure as a fan to see his development and for him to, you know, have really stuck it to the people that said, you know, he's he wasn't going to be be much of a quarterback in his league, and really he was just going to be a mobile guy, and that he what he, he couldn't throw, and now he's proving he's done it lots of times this season where he's proving he has that dual capability, and he and he's. He's been injury marred, admittedly, in the last two to three years. Um, but this year, he's been fully healthy, and and he's just been a pleasure to watch it. And what a team they are! The, the Dolphins, unfortunately, it, it was to be expected in a way. Your defense is just not good enough. You have an incredible offense. No one can deny that. You probably have the most exciting offense in the league when it's all fu- fully fit and healthy. But the defense is where you're struggling. You've got some good players on defense. Like I said Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb. I, I'm a massive Javon Holland fan. I think he's really, really underrated. He's really good safety. Um, uh, but the defense has been a problem, and, and you've been sort of exposed in a way. Uh, I, I, do I think you'd be one and out in the playoffs? I don't know because I think your offense is that good. You could you could really just outscore teams, but in the playoffs, it's it's an old school way of thinking. But defenses and running game matters. You've got that run game for sure, but is your defense really sort of taking a bit of a dip? Yeah, it is because also with the injuries now, you've got unfortunate injuries at this point in the season. I think two will be okay. You need Waddle back though as well. I think he, Tyreek Hill may get the 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 headlines in the newspapers, but Jalen Waddle's the one that really I think keeps this offense clicking over. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting time. I think Ravens now in discussion for the AFC are, are, are Super Bowl favorites, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think I I still think the playoffs are different beasts, and I still think. Mahomes and that Chiefs Arrowhead, they, they can be anyone on their mm. day. And I, I think they shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be knocked out. But I think in the current form, I do think the Bills, if they can get in next week, which I think they will, um, I think, you know, I think that will be, they'll be a team to be feared. And I think certainly if they get the 60, they'll play the Chiefs. And I think that will be a hell of a game. But I think in terms of the Ravens, I think they certainly should be the favourites and should be on current form. And I, and I think, you know, in the MVP, we've, I've been asking guests in recent weeks, MVP, and I've said, McCaffrey has Tyreek Hill in recent weeks, but I think now you look at that game especially was Tyreek Hill was involved in the game but didn't do anywhere near as much as Lamar Jackson did. And I think that, you know, I think that he hasn't got a star receiver like a, a Jamar Chase has for Joe Burrow or a Kelsey for Mahomes or a Tyreek Hill for two. I think Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers and Elder Beckham, none of them are like seen as like elite mm-hmm. receivers. Like So he's doing all this with... He's not doing it with, I'd probably say, none of them are probably saying the top 10 or 15 wide receivers, maybe 15 wide receivers in the league. He's not got, like, one of the best in the league. So to do what he's doing with his arm as well, I mean, look at his 2019 MVP season, that, and most of his highlight plays came from his feet. And I think this is credit to Todd Munkin, the new OC there, that most of his big plays this year have come from from the air. And I can't think of many, top of my head, big plays he's had with his feet. They've all been mainly... Mm. With his arm, so to do what he's doing without really elite receiver and just three very good ones, I think is a huge credit to Mark Jackson. I think that you know he is now probably yeah, I think he should be probably an unanimous MVP. And I think that game, I think proved it that once again against a good team in a big game on prime time, he's done it again. So so yeah, um, I think it's going to be interesting where it happens in the playoffs. And I think that you know, I I, I think a Chiefs Ravens game in Arrowhead or in Baltimore. So it will be in Baltimore. Um, that that would just be some show. Even the Bills, I think that would be some show. And mm. I think that, um, yeah, should be an exciting game. And hopefully, yeah, it should be a exciting off-season. Um, sorry, exciting post-season and Super Bowl itself should be, um, you think they most likely would be at least in the AFC title game. So, yeah, big up the Ravens. Um, 
rest of Sunday's games, talking to the Bills, they did get a win, 27-21 over the Patriots. The Bears got a win over the Falcons, 37-17. The Texans got a big win over the Titans to keep their division and playoff hope alive with a 26-3 win. Colts did the same thing. They won by 23 points to 20. The Jags beat the Panthers 26-0. The Rams made the playoffs with a 26-25 win over the Giants. And the Saints got an important win in the NFC South with a 23-13 win over the Buccaneers. And the 49ers clinched the number one seed in the NFC with a 27-10 win over the Washington Commanders. But our next thing we want to focus on is in Philadelphia as the Eagles lost again their fourth time in five, in five mm. games against the Arizona Cardinals who get rare win this year. Um, not so about the game, but more about the Eagles. How much worry is it for you? Because for me personally, I mentioned the Dolphins could be one and done. I think the Eagles could be, especially if they, you know, I think even against the Buccaneers like it is for Jackson at the moment, I think Buccaneers on a day, Mayfield went to Lambeau Field and threw a perfect passive rating game, the first ever callback to do that in Lambeau Field. So Baker Mayfield has been excellent this year. So I wouldn't put it past him beating this struggling secondary in Philadelphia. But what's your take been on just how poorly a team that, you know, was 10-1 and mid-December to now be 11-5 and and not even winning the NFC East just... How much of a worry is this for you in terms of their their playoff hopes or playoff, how far they'll go in the playoffs? I think they can still go far because I still think the link is is a place that is people fear to go to. You know, it's a bit of an Anfield for the NFL, isn't it? It's a place that people do struggle at. Um, I, I, I don't think they're a bad team. Um, I know fellow Eagles, fr- friends of mine who are Eagles fans, they are calling for heads already. They don't think they'll be good enough. They fit, they've said that they are posers and, and they're not really, you know, not the real deal, a little bit like the Steelers were when we went on that 11-game winning streak that season about three years ago. And I, I can agree to some of that, but I also think when you are when you are that good and when you are going to Super Bowl and, win and, and consistently been very good for four years now, teams will find you out and teams will play against you and teams will find a way. And... I, I, you say you don't. You, it's you said it's more of an Eagles loss than a Cardinals win. I think Kyler Murray was fantastic, and I think it, it was a it was a game shown that Kyler Murray is a decent NFL quarterback in this league and and will probably retain his job in, in Arizona. You would think if he gets a bit more firepower. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, I, I I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're still really formidable. They've still got some fantastic players. They have just maybe ran out of ways to win. And you, when you are a good team, you have to ride your luck a little bit as well. And the luck hasn't been there for some of the games for the Eagles this year. They also did have a, a, a bit of a weaker strength of schedule last year. But in my opinion, a lot of people disagree with me that, but I, I believe that to be true. They've come up against tougher teams this year. The D- Dallas Cowboys have been a lot better this year than they've been in previous years. And the Cowboys have been at their heels every year in the division. People forget that even when they weren't winning loads of games, uh, the Eagles are you know, winning 10 games, nine games. The Cowboys were still were still on their heels with that. The Cowboys have been close to the Eagles, I think, than a lot of people have realised for a long time. And and that, that's me included. I didn't think the Dallas Cowboys would be that good or, or are that good. But they do constantly keep on them. And, and when you are a good team, you have a target on your back and play, teams will play, will find a way to play against you. I've never really believed the Jalen Hurt type. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a top five. He's in the top 10 conversation, of course, but I don't think he's extremely gifted. I don't think he's on a Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen level. I think he's just had a very good year last year. That's that's as much as I have thought about him. Um, and their defence has always been really good, but they've been giving up big chunk plays. And uh, it, it, they were commended last year for their rotation 
maybe this year their rotation has worked against them. Um, and they also lost both their coordinators in the offseason. We have to remember that. And uh, Nick, Gannon, Nick, Nick Gannon, isn't it, the Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach, it was, was their coordinator last year. Um, so he knows that team. He knows them inside out. He knows how to play against them. So you have to give it that, that, that in mind as well. Do I think they're one and done in the playoffs? I think Miami, I lean more towards one and done than Eagles, to be honest with you. I think they've got a bit more feathers in their cap than Eagles than the Dolphins have. Um, but it would certainly be interesting. It's a tough place to go for Philadelphia. You, you never know what will happen in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think it's. I think for both those teams, <clears> I think winning that division is so key because the home advantage in both Dallas and Philadelphia is huge. I mean, Dallas especially, they're a completely different team at home than they are on the road. And um, I think, I would say before, they, they play on turf. I would love to see them in London because I think they would put on, in Tottenham, a hell of a show. Um, so I, but I think same as Philadelphia. I mean, I went to Philadelphia this year and that is one of the loudest, best atmospheres I've experienced at any sporting event. I think only Arrowhead tops it for me. So I think for both teams, having that home advantage, I think it, it's huge. I think that if Philadelphia were to lose out on the on the, on the uh, division and have to play most likely all their playoff games on the road, I can see them struggling. I mean, if they had to play the 49ers on the road, I think that would be a loss. I think maybe more like a divisional round loss, but it wouldn't shock me if the Buccaneers, I don't think the Saints or Falcons, if they won the division, would, would beat them in the NFC South, but certainly put them up in, in Dallas or in San Francisco, or even Detroit, I think they may struggle. But if, yeah, I think I think ultimately, yeah, I do worry for them because we mentioned about the Bills and the Ravens hitting form at the right time. The Eagles are doing the opposite of that. And I think that we've seen it with your Steelers in recent years, the Cardinals in recent years as well. Um, ultimately, you know, struggle down on the down the stretch and then come playoffs, they, they grow out the whimper. So yeah, for me, I'd be, I think all Eagles fans should be worried right now. And I think they're in a, Interesting place. Um, before we go on to our final game, our other few games, Broncos beat the Chargers 19-6. to uh, The Chiefs won the NFC AFC West with a 25-17 to win over the Bengals. And the Packers maintained their playoff hopes with a 33-10 to win over their division rivals, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, our final game involves your team, Freddie, the Steelers, as they beat the Seahawks in a great game, 30 points to 23. This means that ensures for another year that Mike Tottenham has a winning season as you go 9-7 and now. I'm going to go for you these playoff permutations. So you have a chance of getting in. You have a chance. So for you guys to get in with a 9-7 record, you have to win and hope that either Buffalo lose, the Jags lose or tie, the Texans and Colts tie, or you tie, the Jags lose, and the Houston Texans-Colts game doesn't end in a tie, or <laughs> the Jags lose, Broncos win, and there's no tie between Colts and Texans. Now that's a, a lot of permutations. So, so, so more, more or less, you're saying there's no chance. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what that tells me. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you make of that? Because there's another. I think I've seen a few Steelers fans in recent weeks saying <laughs> they're. It's, it's a bit like you know Stoke City back in the day. They were getting tired of winning these games but playing bad football at the Pulis. I think the same mm. thing here. I think it seems like a lot of Steelers fans are getting fed up of these nine, eight win seasons and just barely making the playoffs or just missing out. Now, what's your view on that? Because Tom has been there for a long time, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, no losing seasons. That's an incredible achievement. But I believe I read somewhere he's only won a playoff game in four seasons or something like that. I could be wrong. That could be a completely wrong stat. But what's your take been on the recent, um, what's the word, the recent flack on Tomlin on social media? Well, I, I, I'm not saying I want to get rid of Tomlin at all, but something has to change. I'm not satisfied with going 500 and not making the playoffs and also having a poor draft pick. Like, what have we achieved? And we've done that every year. 
We've done that every year for about five, six years, or we've gone into playoffs and won and done straight away, and we probably didn't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. That's my problem, is that I, I hate this mediocrity. I hate this middle ground. I would be, I, it sounds really silly, but I, I want you to be great or I want you to be really bad. I, I'm not, I'm happy being bad because you get the draft pick, you get more young, exciting players, you get a more refreshing franchise in a way, and then you can build again. And I think the Steelers are a team that would build again. Problem is, we, we, we scuppered the opportunity to get a quarterback early when Ben went down. We've then just sort of had a really good defence and we're just wasting the defence because our offence has been no good. Mason Rudolph in this game against Seahawks was fantastic. I have to give that to him. He looked, I, I, I listened to Rich Eisen in the podcast earlier, he looked like Big Ben. He looked like primetime Big Ben. He looked strong. He looked positive in the pocket. He looked like he knew exactly what he was doing at all times. And that is something we have lacked for two years now <clears throat> under Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. It's someone that looks like they... Have they are grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and they're and they're playing to win? He made our offense look incredible, and 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 our offense has not looked incredible at all all year. There's been games where they've looked more positive, and there's I have said probably three times this year that game was the best game of offense we played, and I've gone it was better than that game, and and this one has overtaken all of them. This is one of the most memorable for me because we just looked so positive in our offense. We looked like, and you have to have a good green of it. Every run that Najee was making against the Yorks seemed to break through. Um, our offensive line played probably the best it's played all year. They really clicked on all cylinders. Jalen Warren has just been a breath of fresh air for us um, the whole year. The Pickens and Johnson were making completions, so was Fryer move. The, the thing we actually did struggle with, which we haven't struggled with all year, was our defensive line wasn't that great. I didn't think against the Seahawks. I, I, felt, I, I thought our secondary struggled as well, but I thought our secondary struggled all year. I'm, that's not really a surprise to me, but we're not covering DK and, and, and players like that, and nor, nor do many teams cover them sort of players. It was, I didn't think we pressured the quarterback enough really in the game. And Kenneth Walker ran was, was brilliant for the Seahawks. He ran a really good game. Um, so that was the, the big surprise in this game. But I, I, I'm just, I'm bored of the mediocrity. I don't need, I, I'm not bothered about 500. It, it, 500 is what achievement? Okay, it is a good achievement. But where are we going next? We're going to be, what, pick 18 in the draft. You know, maybe someone comes down to us. Maybe we trade up, which which I wouldn't mind either. We Or we stick with Pickett, which really we know is going nowhere. We have another good defence next year. The defence will be good next year. I can tell you that for free. Our defence is going to be good, like at, barring injury. And even with, with injuries, we tend to still keep it together. So I, I just need to see progression. There's just been no progression the last four or five years. And that's what it disappoints me. I'm not saying tumbling out. I'm just saying maybe we're getting, we need to get some people, some coordinators in who have got a bit more creativity to them. Yeah, I think um, it certainly hasn't looked much better since Canada left. But I want to get your thoughts on this report because there's a, a report coming out from The Athletic that says that Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett reportedly refused to back up Mason Rudolph during last week's game. Um, mm-hmm. 20, 2021 first-round pick was made inactive and Rudolph was now named the starter for this week's game. What's your take on that? Because Pickett has me good. If I, I don't think he's really been good since he joined the league, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's only two years in, we see a lot of callbacks take that third year jump. But for me personally, I don't see him making a jump. He's, he's got a good receiver in, pick, in Pickens. He's got that guy to throw to. So what's your take on Pickett being? And do you see him having, you've sort of alluded to there, but do you have any sort of hope for the future for him? No, no, I don't I don't particularly. I, I think he is a good backup and he's capable, but I, I don't think he throws the ball well enough and he's not that athletic. 
well, you need to be good, really good at one of them too. Because you can be you can be really good thrower and not be as athletic, and you can, or you can be really athletic and not a great thrower. And teams will forgive, fans will forgive you. I I would forgive you for that. But he's just not showing any of that. He's just not showing any of that. He seems very panicked in the pocket. You know, it, I, it sounds people people will laugh at me when I say this, but I do believe it. When Zach Wilson came in this year, Zach Wilson's been bad, but you could tell he he'd been tutored by Aaron Rodgers because you could just tell immediately by the, he was just being smarter in everything he did. And I don't think Pickett really has really had that tutelage. Um, I think with that tutelage, he may, he may become a better quarterback. For me, I I don't want this to happen because I want a young quarterback for our future. But really going into next year, we I think we need to look at a veteran. I really do. If, if we want to make a big push, which I think we should, because I don't I think the time is running out on a lot of these players. Najee's going to go into the contract year. TJ Watt is, is getting older. Um Cam Haywood's only getting older. Uh, we, we filled our secondary with with, with veterans, really, Devonta Kazee, um, Patrick Peterson, players like that. We're, we're not exactly, you know, got a young team where we can wait. We're, we're sort of a team that's ready to go and do it now. So do we then go and have a look at a veteran in the offseason? I, I, I think we maybe should, and there should there might be some players out there, Russell Wilson be maybe one of them, mm. though I don't believe that. Um so it, it, it's 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 a shame because I think he was the story that we wanted it to, the, the, the player played Pittsburgh and everything like that. But I, I think we we shot the gun too late. We should have taken Jalen Hurts in the second round when we took Chase Claypool. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts would have been the player but he has been for the Eagles for the Steelers. I'm not saying that, but I think he would have been better than Kenny Pickett. And we jumped the gun too quickly with Kenny Pickett because we weren't willing to wait for the quarterbacks that were coming out this year because I think they felt like we need they needed a, they had a bit of pressure on themselves to do it. I would I would say move on. I I I, I, I am one for being patient and I am one to maybe give them that third full year. Um when I saw that game in Seattle, I just thought this team looks like a team that's ready to go places. Actually, it's just the quarterback position that is the wrong bit. Yeah, I think I think personally, Russell Wilson could be the guy. I mean, he's obviously his future seems to be not in Denver. I mean, even you can look at Gardner Minshew and some of these backups that have excelled this year, particularly particularly Minshew. I think he's been the that, standout. That's backup. what that's what doesn't help pick it either. Is that there's been a lot of play backup quarterbacks who played very very well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think even Browning showed it at times, and I think yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it's worrying times for um for Kenny Pickett. Now we we'll like to ask our questions now, our guests sorry now this time of the season, uh, MVP vote which you've already given me, but also what would be your Super Bowl matchup in February? What are you predicting for February in Vegas? Oh, is this what I want to happen or what I think will happen? Um, give mm-hmm. me give me what you give you both. Why not give me both? What you want to happen and what you think. What what I'd want to happen is Bills 49ers. What game? No, 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 that's a lie. What I'd want to happen is Bills Lions. Oh, yeah, because guaranteed because I'd love that. Because I'd love that for like I've got a friend, a good friend who a colleague, an expert colleague, but a friend as well who's a big Lions fan. And and he it'd be really nice for him. And I, I love the way I love the style of football they play. And the Bills, um, again, have a very close friend who's a Bills fan, but also I've like pounded the Bills drum the last two years that they're gonna get to the Super Bowl and it's just full short every time. <laughs> and I think they are they are due it, they are too good to have not won it. Um the one I think will happen, I think it'll be Ravens 49ers. Mm. I think. And I'm not upset with that. I just 
don't really want the Ravens to get there being a Steelers fan. Um, but I do I do really like the 49ers. And yeah, they're, they're such an enjoyable team to watch. And, and I would take the Lions or the 49ers and Super Bowl. I wouldn't be upset with either of them because I think I like them both a lot. Um, I, I, anyone but the Chiefs. I just, I find it boring. I find it boring. 49 is in a way I could go that's a bit boring but I, I, I like it being new and different every year that's the fun bit yeah I agree I love my home but I don't like seeing the same team in it back back years what I will say though could you take if the Bills were to win or could you take Byron gloating all year long could, could you take that <laughs> in the group chat of course you know Byron don't you well. yeah, been um, before, yeah yeah I, I could cope with it because he's he's a very knowledgeable NFL fan he probably deserves he deserves to have his flowers of course, you'll have the luxury if they do make it this year. I, I think I'd love to do one year in Australia where their Super Bowl starts at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. That sounds, for me, someone who's a morning bird, that sounds great. <laughs> i take that over 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Any, any day of the week. I always think the Super Bowl finishes earlier than everyone thinks. Like, whenever I've watched it the last few years, I'm like, oh, here we go, 6 a.m. It ends. And actually, it's finished at, like, 3. And I've been like, whoa, yeah. this is, like, surprising. It's, it goes quicker than you think. I think it's mm. just... Uh, we had the pleasure of, you know, the Falcons-Pats game that went long into the night in overtime and stuff, yeah. whereas I don't think we get that many overtimes now, do we? No, not at all. Uh, before we do go, we've got four minutes left, but just quickly, since I last saw you in London, um, you've been to Germany since. I know we've had guests on the podcast who've spoken about their Germany experience and spoken highly of it, but what was your view? Mm. Obviously, you had the press pass rather than the fan experience. What was your mm. experience like in Germany? Brilliant. Fantastic. I would, um, I'm a very lucky, lucky person this year. I've been very, very fortunate to have gone to all three Tottenham games in media and both the Frankfurt games in media. Um, I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky. And I I think the German experience was just so much better. I just think it was a lot more, I, I, a lot of people who said they've been to the Munich one said that Munich was better, and I, I, I can imagine it will be because I, I can. I probably am going to go to Munich next year. As, as a if I, if I was like a general ticket buyer now, which I may be this these coming games because we, I've got plenty. We've got plenty of guys at the franchise tag that deserve to go and to, to to do all this sort of stuff with the media, which we're very very lucky to do. If I was buying tickets, I would probably save my money now and not go to London and go to Germany instead. Um, I thought it was just such a fun atmosphere. Um, really good. I think the fan experiences are way, way better. I admit Frankfurt's not the most interesting of cities, which is why I think they are moving it back to Munich. Um, there's not loads to do in Frankfurt, but there was enough to, you know, there was enough to do. And um, I, I had a blast. Like I, I went back, obviously, as you know them, Andrew and Sky. Um, I went with Andrew the first weekend, Sky the second weekend, and it, it was a blast. It was memories that we, we laugh about, we'll laugh about for a, a very, very long time. And uh, met some so cool people that when we were there um, in the media and outside the media as well. Um, and it was, it was a really fun experience. The second game was a bit of a dud, but it was all right. That was okay. You know, we had a, we had a pretty, I know it wasn't a thrilling game, the Dolphins Chiefs game in the end, but it was still really fun to, 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 to be in the stadium to watch it. So um, yeah, if you've been to London games a fair few times, I would definitely recommend maybe save your money and give Germany a go. Do both the games. Because it, 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 it's not expensive when you're there. The flights aren't crazy expensive. The hotels aren't crazy, especially if there's a few of you going. Um, I understand that everyone can afford it and it is a luxury. I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. And, and hopefully... 
Maybe one day we'll have more European games. I really hoped for Spain would happen this year. I really did fancy a trip to, I assume it would be in at the Bernabeu, a bit to Madrid. Um, you never know, maybe Sao Paulo might be on the cards mm. for the franchise tag this year, which, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, it, it's very it's a very exciting future for the NFL internationally. Absolutely. And for someone who's wanted to go to Rio, uh, well, Brazil in general, particularly Rio, which I don't think is, I don't know how far it is from Sao Paulo, but I've always wanted to go Brazil. Um, that's going to be, that's, I think I'll find a way to go regardless, I think next year, same as Germany, I've not done Germany yet, I think that's going to be, um, I think, one hell of a, one hell of an experience, but that is where we will end the podcast for today, so first of all, huge thank you mate once again for coming on. No problem at all, thank you for having me and happy new year to you. And you too mate, and you too, and, and to the rest of Franchise Tag, and for those listening or watching on YouTube who haven't yet come across Franchise Tag, do check it out on all podcast platforms as well as um, social media such as Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You'll find the boys all on there if you want to get some good NFL content. But in the meantime, this has been our Week 17 review. I've been Andy, this has been Freddie and we'll see you guys for our Week 18 preview. See you then.